Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of In The Stands. I'm Tana Martin and I'm here with Jack Kelly. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Tana, yourself? Oh yeah, I'm excellent. Uh, today, we're talking halves. Uh, we'll run you through the Tier 1, Tier 2 and Tier 3 halves in terms of price. There's a lot of expensive ones. Uh, we'll go through the mid-range price ones, cheapies, and then we'll get into who we're putting in the stands, who we think's the man. Uh, we'll discuss the Cleary versus Hines strategy, uh, gambles, six against, and yeah, covering everything halves in this episode. So Jack, kick us off. Who's the most expensive half in the game this year? Uh, Nico Hines is the most expensive. 984k. Was his break even? Um, um, hold up. Oh, do you got it? You, oh, 66. He's got a break even. Oh, no. 68. <laughs> He's got a break even in the 68. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're I'll right. I'll find that in my notes. Bit, bit bumpy. Bit of a bumpy start. Yeah, yeah. We can only get better. But <laughs> it's only up from here. Yeah, so he's worth about the same as a mansion. So we're in Rockhampton yeah. anyway. Um, a one-bedroom bathroom house in Brisbane, so. <laughs> right, what do you think about him this year? I mean, you know what you're going to get with him. Uh, he had the highest average last year, and he's one of the three best captaincy options you can have. So. Yep. Uh, second, we've obviously got Nathan Cleary, 957K, break-even of 66, which is two below Nico Hines. Um, someone who's a really obvious choice of captaincy if you choose to have him in your team second most expensive player and has shown year after year that he can produce massive consistent scores yeah he's making his way to being a fantasy goat so um, he is yeah he probably is actually so he didn't score the most last year but overall in, in fantasy I'd say he's probably the best yeah right now um who else do we have we got we got Munster. Cam Munster. Yep. Uh eight hundred and eighty six K, sixty one break even. Um, you know what you're gonna get with Munster. You know, he's always gonna score he's gonna average sixty plus. He's one of the best players. If not, you know, in my opinion, he's the best player in the NRL. <laughs> Does so much. Um, but you know, he's I think he's a bit too expensive to start this year. He's someone you should buy later. So, yeah, uh, what, like you said, he is really expensive right now. Um, hopefully, his price does drop. Hopefully, he might even get the um, winger fullback duel as well. Yeah, and um, he could be very dangerous. Um, yeah. Last of the tier one half guns, we've got Daily Cherry Evans. Yeah. Eight hundred fifty-one k break even of fifty-nine. How are you feeling about him, Jack? Is he getting too old or? He's a consistent, great fantasy player, but he is getting a little bit old. But he's got a buy round two, which is a bit awkward, and he doesn't have much value money-wise. And you have to think that Manly have to be a good team as well. And with Turbo's health, a bit questionable. I think you save him as a gun to bring in later in the year. Yep, I like that. All right, moving on to the Tier 2 halves. Who do we have first up? My man, Adam Dewey. Oh. <laughs> Dewey. 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 Yeah, I love Dewey. We're going to talk more about Dewey later. But A lot to yeah. say about him. Yeah, heaps. Only positive as well. 
<laughs> All right. Um, secondly, we've got Dylan Brown. Very yep. good player. I love Dill Bags. He is also one of my favorite players. Seven fifty one k break even of fifty two. Yeah, maybe a bit high at the moment, but certainly could be a pot option later on when he drops. Yeah, he's a reliable scorer because he has like really good base stats and he's also got good attacking stats. But I don't know. I think he's just priced very awkwardly and he's got no value with his price at the moment. So yeah, what yeah. you said about bringing in later. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, who we got next? All right, we have Mitchell Moses, um, Dylan Brown's para half, half partner, 747K, break even of 52. Um, you know, same as Dylan, reliable scorer, but just not much value. Um, yeah. It's so, tough for those yep. two to get consistently high points when they're both just stealing attacking stats off each other. Yeah. Like Moses gets the big kick meters and has a ton of attacking stats, and then Dylan Brown has all the base stats. Like they can't, you know what I mean? They can't share it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had he averaged four hundred thirteen kick meters last year, Mitch Moses, which is sort of where he gets his points. Um, he also um, topped the league in assists mm. with uh, twenty three kicks goals as well. But um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's just better options around his price and cheaper. Um, mm. Yeah, I had him for a little bit last year. Didn't really work out for me. Like, he he gave me, like, 50s, but I just you just want that little bit more from your halves, I think, yeah. than you 45 the same to every 50. Year. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, who we got next? Uh, we got Sean O'Sullivan, 719K, uh-huh. break even a 50. Dolphins. Yeah. You know what I think about the Dolphins? Yeah. You hate them. I love them. <laughs> he is an old Warriors boy, though, so I do yeah. really have a, a little bit of hope for him, but certainly won't be touching him this year when he's playing for the Dolphins. Mm. Um, He's partnered with Milford, who might steal some kicks off him and whatnot, but, yeah, I think he is I think he's good. He does score well fantasy-wise. Mm. But yeah, just first year Dolphins, I won't be getting him because of his price. I think there's a lot more safer options, but mm. yeah, that's just me. He, could, he does goal kick, which helps, and like um, he won't play Origin, which is good. And it is yeah. his team, but you know, he'll probably have a few scores in those high 30s. Milford will probably steal a lot of his points, like he said, so maybe just yeah. stay away. Don't touch round one, certainly. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's when the Dolphins are top eight team, he might be good, so. Yeah, in the coming years when they buy some <laughs> players that aren't 30 years old. Um, next we have Matt Burton, 718k, break even of 50. I'm really tossing up whether to put him in my team. I think he's a really good player. He scores really well. Kicks, yeah. runs, he's, he does everything. Yeah. He's he's a gun, like you know. You, you um, he's got so much upside. It's not funny. I think we'll go more into Burton later on as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely have some more words about him. Right, who is our last tier two half? My boy Jerome Jerome Hughes, another oh, Storm boy. My favorite halfback in the NRL. Yeah, we we love Jerome. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, How are we feeling about him fantasy-wise? I mean, down year last year, so he's bound to step up and doesn't play Origin, but he relies way too much on attacking stats and he be- benefited a heap from the B- PVL ball in 2021. So, um, yeah, hopefully... Yeah, we we I don't think he'll be too fantasy relevant either. But for the Storm's sake, you know, maybe he gets back up to that fifty-five, sixty-ish. Yeah, I mean, in twenty twenty-one, he averaged sixty-two. Like, that's pretty impressive. Um, mm. But obviously, much like the Parramatta Eels halves combination, like the Storm halves are both very good, going to steal points off each other, and um, that'll be frustrating. Um, yeah, but yeah, does have amazing attacking stats. Definitely could be considered around Origin if he um, looks to get that twenty twenty one form back. Yeah, um, yeah, would be a good option. Good pod there, depending on how he's going. Yeah. All right, moving on to the tier three guns. Firstly, we have Ben Hunt, six hundred forty six k and a break even of forty five. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ben Hunt, he's, yeah, I think he's a trap, personally. Um, he has to do everything because the Dragons aren't a great team, and he is, like, a superstar player. Like, as a player, I love Ben Hunt, but I just think the Dragons are a bad team, and, like, Ben Hunt is one of the, like, great defender, yet in the halves, he only averaged 12 tackles and 5 misses, so, you know what I mean? It's... A bit weird. Yeah, he's got more misses than King Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he's he's got so many demerits. Like yeah, five it's... missed tackles and at least one error per game. Mm. Like that's like a lot more than other people, or especially halves. Like you shouldn't be missing that many tackles. We don't yeah. really have to make that many tackles. But yeah, kick meters. Averaging 424 kick meters per game last year. Kicked yeah. over 600 metres three times. Um, uh, like, he's a dominant half. But, yeah, like you said, not too fantasy relevant, I don't think. Mm. All right, who do we have next? Uh, we got Jackson Hastings at My man. 645k. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be a great option this year. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, it's his team in Newcastle, which is funny to say when you've got KP there. Yeah, but we saw last year he took over at the Tigers, and yeah, he averaged fifty nine before he got injured, and he averaged six missed tackles a game while he was doing that. So, um, he'll lose those missed tackles when he's got Frizzell next to him this year as well. Yeah, but he's on the Knights, which won't be great. But at the same time, he was on the Tigers, who I think lost was like eight straight games when he was there and then he kicked the field goal against para so yeah um definitely want to get into more depth with him later on um yeah, yeah i'm feeling good about him um yeah. next we have um our last two tier three um guns we have two up-and-coming young guns we got tommy dearden Sam Walker, both of them priced at 638k with a break-even of 44. Firstly, we're going to Tommy Dearden. How are you feeling about him? I'm actually feeling really good about Tommy Dearden. Um, top four team and developing player. 
Um, we'll go more into Tommy later as well. But, um, yeah, Cows will be a great team this year. So I've got a lot to say about him. Yeah, um, we were talking about Dearden and Sam Walker um, a couple of weeks ago, I remember. And, yeah, they're two. Um, they could be really potential options in mm. a team just in the fact that they're getting better and more confident. You were more um, leaning towards Dearden. I was more leaning towards Walker. Yeah. But um, we will definitely talk about those two later. Yeah. Um, now we'll go into our mid-range, so 400, 600K. Yeah. Um, kick us off. Who do we have? Um, we have got Sean Johnson, your man. Yeah. Uh, been on the juice. He has been. He's looking very big this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, he fizzled out in form the last couple of seasons, but with Reese Walsh gone, he now has the, all the responsibility, all the kick meters. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's four, he's average of thirty nine last year. I've seen him, um, start with a price of five hundred sixty two, which yeah is low for someone of his caliber. I think. Yeah. Considering this time two years ago he started seven hundred twenty twenty two k, so he could be a potential pod. Personally, I'm not going to touch him just for the fact that he plays for the Warriors. And when I watch my team play, I don't want to be worried about fantasy. I just like to just watch the boys play. Yeah. But, um, yeah, especially Sean Johnson. I don't want to be stressing the whole game about how many points he's on. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he could be all right. Um, yeah. Who's High ceiling, next? but big risk. Mm. Um, next, we have Josh Schuster. Yeah. Now... You loved him last year. See, I was high on Schuster last year because I had him the year before, and then um, like I like him as a player, but oh, he is so frustrating. We're gonna go yeah. more into him later, but yeah, <laughs> he, he <laughs> we is. will definitely go more into him. Yeah. Oh, I just I remember he was in my fantasy team two. Uh, he was in my draft team two years ago, and yeah. he would just rack up a score of. 50 with his no-look passes, his try assists, whatever, tackle breaks. And then I'd, it would have been two or three times in that 2021 year where he just got sent off in the last two minutes. Oh, my just, God. Just for no just reason. Just doing dumb, dumb sin bins. Like, just, yeah, just get holding someone down and just getting yeah. sin bin. Like, yeah. and it, oh, that, that was the worst thing. I haven't touched him since. If I lost by more, if I lost by ten or less that week, oh, I, I would be so annoyed. <laughs> and it he, did happen too. It happened. I can't believe it. Oh, <laughs> uh, who who do we have next? We got um, Tanner Boyd, keeper Ke- legend. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I I'm very high on Tanner as I think everyone should be. All right. Cheapies, I've only got one here. Um, yeah. Tamari Martin, 313k, break even at 22. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'll get, he'll get the first crack at six, so that's a positive. Um, yeah, I mean, he could be a good cash cow and make some money. He averaged 40 in 2019, which was the last time he played at 5.8. Um but yeah, I don't think he's never been known to score that high. So maybe 
put him on your emergencies for cover. Um, I won't be having him in my starting 17, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, could be all right. He's kind of there because one, he's got winger fullback half deal, which are the two positions which probably have the least amount of cash cows this year. Um, so that's kind of why he's relevant. And he does have around eight to 10 points of value in him, which is that 200K that gets you. Um, that's what you want 200K per trade. So, um, yeah, I think he's someone that you just stick in your emergencies and you just have there to make you money. And if you need him as coverage in the halves or wing a fullback, you're confident that he can get around a 30 and he's not going to score 10. So, yeah, 100%. All right, moving on to my favourite part of the episode. Who are we putting in the stands? Josh Schuster. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Um, we'll start off with some positives. Um, so, <laughs> not too many of those. Yeah, not too many. He's got dual, which is helpful. And he averaged 19 in attacking stats in his two halves games in 2022. So, like, he can't attack. And he also averages a ton on the edge. So, if he does get moved to the edge, if Manly are struggling, like, if, he, if he's starting, obviously then, you know, he might be worth a buy. But um, now we go with the cons. He's got, <laughs> he's got a buy round two. He's priced up to 33, and he has a 36.5 average at six. So that's only like three points of value there. He relies a ton on attacking stats. He doesn't kick and play. And if you look at fantasy, halves that don't kick and play typically aren't good fantasy options. Yep. He's the third attacking option on his team behind Cherry, Evans, and Turbo. And he's also been injury-prone, and he can be lazy as well. So, um, um, You said before one of the positives is that he's got that dual position. Um, I believe that could also work as a massive um, sort of negative in the fact that people see the dual position and hop on him. Just for a bench option. Yeah, massive trap in that way. Yeah, 100%. Owned by 25% of people. So that's 25% of fantasy owners that I'm guaranteed to have a better team then. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Mate, Don't buy them. You, know, you listen to this podcast, you take anything out of it, don't put Schuster in your team, and boom, you're in the top 75% already. You're welcome. Yeah, it's in the name. He's in the stance. He is. <laughs> All right. I've got Daily Cherry Evans going straight to the stance. Get him off the field! Yep. Um, I just think, like, he's going to be 34 years old going into this season. Yeah. Um, his average declined by nine points from 2021 to last year. Um. In saying that, there are there are actually some positives. Um, with four and gone, he really is their only out-and-out out half. Like, he's going to get all the kick meters now because yeah. just is not going to touch the ball. Yeah. Um, I just think that at his price, he's priced at a gun, but I just don't think this year he's going to produce gun scores. Like, 
He's someone you put in your team and you don't get rid of. Like, you don't want to be wasting that trade to get him out. So, I just, I believe that in the team he's in, he's getting older, that there are so many other choices cheaper than him that are going to outscore him. And if you're looking for a gun, clear in Hines. Don't. Cherry Evans is that awkward price where you expect him to be a gun, but he's not going to be. So that's why yeah. I'm touching. I don't think he's someone you bring in now, especially a player's origin as well. Yeah, um, 100%. And we'll be able to judge later on in the year how like how good Manly is, especially with Turbo and what the DC is scoring like. I think he's an unnecessary risk to have a start. Yeah, totally agree. All right, moving on. Jack, who is the man this year? Halfbacks, NRL Fantasy. Nathan Cleary. Tell me why. Why is he better than Nico? Well, for starters, he had a down year last year and he still averaged 62.7, including his score of one. So he actually averaged (laughs) 69.9 without that game, which is a higher average than Nico. Yeah, okay. Uh, I like that. He's been the top scorer for numerous years. He's playing on a premiership team. He has a high floor. He only had two scores below 50 last year. He scores 85-plus in a quarter of his games, which makes him one of the three best captaincy options with him, Hines, and Murray. He has a high ownership, so you don't want to be the team that I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a pod without Cleary and get smashed that week Yeah, because you don't have him. So... Um, I think that high ownership's a reason to have him. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's such a good player. Like, his, his lowest score last year, excluding the game he got sent off, was 44. Like, that's just... That's insane. Um, yeah. He averages 455 kick metres per game. He's the most dominant halfback in the NRL. Um, like, he has the ability to score over 100 which he did seven times in 2021. Like, his 2021 average was 92, I believe. Like, obviously in 2022, he had a bit of a down year. Still averaged 63, um, which is so good. Um, the only thing with him is um, his heavy origin schedule, yeah. which he seems to get rested in and around um, that time. And... But the thing is, the Panthers are an elite team and he runs that team. So, yeah, no-brainer, really. Like, he is the man. Like, there, there's nothing that can out... Like, there's no con that can keep him out of your side. Yep. All right. Obviously, you can't have... You can't say Cleary's the man without saying the most expensive player in the game, Nico Hines, is also the man. Yeah. So, he is the man for me. Um, like, he's in a really good team, which he runs, similar to Cleary. 
Um, he averages 372 kick meters per game last season, plus he kicks goals. Yeah. Um, he's got an elite running game, game averaging 121 meters, 2.6 tackle breaks, and one and a half offloads. Um, he also didn't play Origin last year, which would, um, which would really be handy if he didn't play again. Um, not too sure how that'll pan out, but. Yeah, obviously he did have a really good year last year. It will be really interesting to see if he can back it up. I think the thing is, yeah, we'll talk more about the Cleary versus Hines strategy later, but both of them have a lot of upside with not a lot of downside. The only downside being is they're both very expensive, so do you grab them both? Do you grab one? Do you swap them in and out? Like, that'll be... The big question that we'll try and answer later, but yeah, those two clearly the man of yeah. not just halfbacks the whole game. All right, did you have anyone else pinned as the man going into this year? I do. Let's Adam Dewey. Oh yeah, how could I? So he has a sixty-two average at six in a terrible Tigers team. Um. Which and not to, like it's not like he was doing everything for the Tigers as well. Like he had Brooks doing. inside him. Yeah, Dewey was doing a lot, <laughs> but um, he's priced at fifty four. So even at his expensive price, he has eight points of value there, and he's in a much improved Tigers team this year. Like you look at the players they've bought, their forward pack is stacked. Yeah, oath it is. Um. He has 34.5 in base stats, 21.2 attacking, and 15.7 kicking. So that's like... And he has neg negative 9.4 in negatives. So he's averaging 62 with like negative 10 in negatives. So even if he cut out some of that, and he could gain some attacking stats this year, and, you know, with goal kicking and stuff with a Tigers team that will be scoring more tries... He has a like a ton of upside as well. Two point nine percent ownership, so like pod pod levels are crazy. Um, he has that Cleary. He he could end up being that Cleary Hines level by the end of the year. That's how high I'm on him. And he has no origin either, which is just really ideal. Yeah, um, I think he is a really good option. Um, obviously he is expensive, but um. He's so he's he's an elite five eight and like he scored over seventy four times when last year when he was playing five eight. He only mm. scored under fifty twice. Like he's just got great potential to be a pod and he's just his attacking stats are just that good. Alright, um I had one more player as the man this year. Um, yeah. It's a player that I think will rise a lot in price. He's got a lot of responsibility, and that is Hastings. Yep. I think he's a great round option, round one option, who will be a dominant half and average around that 55. Um, yeah. When he wasn't paired with Dewey last year, obviously Dewey, dominant, loves to kick and run the ball. When he wasn't paired with Dewey, he scored 50 or over in five out of the six games. Um, and when he wasn't playing with a dominant half, 
he averaged 346.8 kick meters per game. Um, he doesn't play Origin much like Dewey, which is very, very good upside. And he could definitely be that persistent scorer that gets over 50 every week. Um, I think he's someone you definitely hold for a lot of the year. Um, yeah, I'm really on him, especially at his price of 645. I think he's a great option. I don't think the team's going to revolve around Kalen. I think Kalen will get the ball and run it at times yeah. when, he, when he wants to. But apart from that, Hastings going to be doing everything else, all the kicking, everything. So he doesn't have yeah. that Dewey or that Luke Brooks to sort of get in the way. It's Kalen Ponga who, yeah, isn't going to get in the way. So that's why I'm on him, and that's why I reckon he's going to be a top five half this year. Yeah. Tons of value. All right, moving on. We have Gambles. So, Jack, we're going to the casino once again. Yep. Who are you gambling on? Um, I'm gambling on Matt Burton to start. Yep. Why is he gambling? Uh, now, you wouldn't think he's a gamble thinking, you know, there's a better team this year. They have a... the Throughout the year last year, they've kind of... I know Avarillo wasn't fullback anymore, but, like, they have a settled 1-6-7 and seven going into the season. Like, you know, it's going to be Hayes Perham and Kyle Flanagan with them. It's a second year with his own team. Um, from round 13 to 21 last year, he averaged 61 and the dogs have an easy schedule to start the year, so he could, we could be seeing similar to that. He averaged forty six point five in base stats post round eight, which is just ridiculous. So yeah, that's he has a that's, that's a sixty plus upside there. Like he he's up there with Dewey with having that upside to end up being at that Cleary Hines level. Now um, he is being quite inconsistent, like. If he, you know, he had that round 13 to 21 stretch. He averaged 37 in the 10 other rounds. And he's also lost that center duel. But other than that, there's not much downside. It's just that consistency, which makes him a bit of a gamble. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have that buy till round 13. So it could be that set and forget um, yep. round one. But um, in saying that, he had games last year where he was in the 20s and early 30s. Like, that's a bit concerning. And I think uh, I remember watching those games because I didn't have him, but I was playing against people who did have him. And the Bulldogs played a lot like that Sunday. Sorry. It was, it was yeah, coming Sunday down. Sunday, other Sunday night. Yeah. When it was coming down to it, I'd be watching Burton. And just due to the fact of the Bulldogs just not being a good team, it sort of limited its opportunity. Obviously, they're a bit better this year, but like in the same breath, they're the Bulldogs. So. Like, he will have those games where he comes up against a good team and they just get absolutely dominated. Like, everyone thinks about, oh, yeah, but he kicks, he's got the big torpies and whatever. Like, so does Kyle Flanagan. So, kicks yeah. aren't, aren't going to get him out of trouble when the Bulldogs get flogged. So, in that way, he's a gamble. But at the same time, he's also a really good player who, for a, a 10 to... 10 round stretch could just average 60 points like 
he is insane. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, when when the dogs don't get flogged, like he'll be fine because he averaged 60, 50, sorry, 56 when he won or lost by less than 20. So as long as the dogs aren't getting blown out on a week-to-week basis, he should be fine. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't know if this is a gamble I'm going to take. Um, I think I'm pretty set on Hastings being that second half for me. But... Burton, Burton's definitely my um the other one that um I might choose. Not haven't made up my mind completely yet, but yeah, I reckon he could be a really good option, Matt Burton. Yeah, I agree. Is he in your team? Are you gambling on him? No, I'm not gambling on him because I think Dewey's the man. So oh, um, obviously, yeah. Uh, but he is my third. Like he's the third person I wanted in my head. So. Do you have another gamble? Um, I had Tom Deard in, and I'll just oh yeah talk yeah. about him quickly. Yeah, he was in my initial team to start. Um, top four team, developing player, averaged fifty two in his last six games, and he killed it in Origin and in the finals. But um, he has low kick meters with old um Chad, the YouTube star, <laughs> and um, he's. But and he has that potential to just easily score 40s every week again this year. So um, probably not someone I'm willing to take. But if you're really looking for a pod, then Dearden could be someone around that Hastings price with a bit of value, eight eight points of value there. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely agree with you there. He'll definitely be um a lot less owned than Hastings. So definitely a pod there. Um, also going back to what you said about chatty um if you haven't already checked out his youtube channel get on that jack and i yeah. used to binge watch, watch that during class, class so. yeah shout out to chad towns and vlogs so for making school more fun yeah <laughs> all right um moving on to the sixth again segment six more. with martin just conceding six more he did well but just didn't get off in time um I think we'll both have the same player in this one. So, yeah, Jack, prove me right here. Who have you got? Is it Tanner Boyd? Yeah, it 100% is Tanner Boyd. Yeah. Right, let's talk about Tanner. Um, he's got that dual hooker position, which is, um, like, that is really good, that he can just sub in as a hooker or a half with the buy coverage this year. Mm-hmm. He averaged 47.3 um, in his six games at seven last year. So he has high upside, high floor um, with his average of 333, sorry, 300, 338 kick meters per game. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he only had one try and two try assists in those six games. So to average that's pretty impressive. Uh, a lot of that comes to his goal kicking. Um He's priced at 33, so he's got tons of value. I feel like with a bit of bit of trust from the coaches to put him in as starting seven going into round one, I feel like he'll yeah. really, um, yeah, he'll thrive off that. I think he's definitely someone you stick on your bench. Like, he's got the dual position. Um, he's, a, he's at a price where he'll make some money. He's got a lot of value in him. So, yeah, got to have him on the bench. All right. Um... Six again segment done. 
Um, now to a very important topic, the Cleary versus Hines strategy. Um, there's numerous ways you could you could go about it. Um, start off with both. You could start off with neither and have Cam Murray as your captain. You know, put your money elsewhere. You could start with one over the other. Like, there's just a lot of ways you go about it. Um, yeah, Jack, talk us through. What do you reckon is the best strategy? I think the meta this year is to have either one of Cleary and Hines as your half, as your dominant half, and then yep. your other half is to have someone from that 600 to 800 range, like, sorry, 600 to 799, like someone in that range. So you're looking at players like Hastings, Burton, Dewey, and then you pair them with Cleary and Hines, and you kind of just set and forget that position throughout the year. Um, I, The reason why I don't think you go with both Cleary and Hines is the fact that, like, that's two mil out of your 10 mil cap gone with two players. Um, and that raises the... Sorry, that lowers the floor of the rest of your team a ton rather than like that extra 200K makes a huge difference, which that's like a cut price keeper that you can have in your team um, rather than a cash cow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the other strategy is you start with Hines. Swap to Cleary after his buy in round three. And then when Origin rolls around, then then you make your decision. Like, you might swap back to Hines if he's not playing Origin. But you might say that's a waste of a trade starting with Hines and then swapping straight to Cleary. But, yeah, see, the way I look at it, at the end of the day, the teams that are going to score the most points in fantasy are the ones that have the most money in their starting 17. There's no use in having Cleary by round three, having him in the emergencies. Like, that's a million dollars in your emergencies. Like, I think the thing is, you just, you can't have a million dollars on your bench. So, you do get a lot of trades um, this year. You got more than last year. Um 1.8 per week. Like, if you use your trades carefully, like, this really isn't a waste of a trade because, yeah, the real waste is having Cleary round three or Nico round six sitting in your emergencies. That's a lot of money that you're not using. So, if I was to say any advice, it'd be the teams that are going to score the highest are the teams that have their money in the starting 17. So... That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with Hines, swap to Cleary in round four. And then, yeah, then I'm just going to play it by ear when it gets to Origin. Hopefully Hines isn't playing, but yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think I'm going to do a similar strategy and it's more about just making the money fit. Um, yeah, I, I personally think that your strategy, having Nico first three and then bringing in Cleary and then seeing in origin what the best option is is ideally the best way you could go if you've got that yep. extra 30k to splurge um in round one so yeah if you do have that money i recommend starting with nico as well yeah 
Um, and then lastly, um, if you decide to go with the most popular strat round one of picking one of the two, um, that second half, um, who who should that be? I know you sort of talked about it before, but yeah, say it again. Who who are those options that you're looking for in your second half? I think it should either be Dewey, Burton, or Hastings. Um, they're the three with the most upside, and uh, yeah, if you're going anywhere else, obviously there is that Dearden and Sam Walker, but um, yeah, I think those are the boys that you should really go with. Um, yeah, like you got they're they're even acting kind of potish, like you know, seventeen percent for Burton is you know half pod Hastings is eight percent which is a which is a pod and then Dewey two point six so um yeah that's the way you go there. Yeah hundred percent I think Burton like so good. He could yeah. be very good this year. Dewey obviously you know what you're gonna get from him. He's gonna have massive scores this year. But if you don't want to yeah. spend over seven hundred K Hastings is definitely your man. And if you really want to be a bit different, um, you got Tom Deard and Sam Walker there. Um, I think Sam Walker, um, when he switched from 6 to 7 last year, his average went from 37.6 to 49.8. So yeah. I think he'll be averaging around those 50s, just concern over his age and and stuff like that. And with Kiri there, I would definitely go Hastings as a safer option, but yeah, that's what I think you're looking at. Having one of Nico or Cleary, then your second half, Bert and Dewey Hastings, and then really think about what you're going to do with the Nico Hines and Cleary situation. Yeah. And then on the bench, have that Tanner Boyd on your interchange as a scorer. Yep. And then in your emergencies, just stick to Murray Martin there. And I think that's the best way and probably the only way you should really do it so yeah all right very quickly jack who is currently in your team in the halves and on the bench so i've got cleary dewey and then tanner boyd and tamari martin but that could easily cleary and hines could easily change yeah um i've gone with my strategy i'm starting with nico hines i'm paired in with Hastings, I've got Boyd on the bench with Tamari Martin in the emergencies. Yeah. So very similar. Yeah, we should actually be some NRL GMs here, um, the way our fantasy teams are put together. So, you know. Yeah, I reckon we get picked up. Yeah. If, if not before the season, probably by midway. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that concludes our halfbacks. NRL Fantasy Analysis episode. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you took some stuff out of it. Um, next time we'll be talking about Ed Ford, so lots to talk about there. Yeah. Getting a bit edgy. We'll be getting edgy. Make sure you tune for that. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And hopefully see you next time. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening.